Hi everybody, this is Lori Weaver. Welcome to Compulsive Overeating Diary, day 168. It's now been four years, nine months, and 17 days since I began this experiment where I talk about my thoughts and feelings about compulsive overeating rather than heading for the chips. And I wanted to say hello from my usual podcast rock down at the local park, but there was some events going on in that side of the park, so I had to move over and find a new podcast rock, which was kind of cool. But you might hear a little bit more noise since there's more hikers and closer to the street and that kind of thing. But I tell you, it's also going to be a little bit shorter show than usual because the air quality is still a little bit strange due to all of the wildfires here in California. But just two days away from celebrating the Thanksgiving holiday here in the US, I wanted to pop on down to the park to share my heart and gratitude. So with no further ado, let's listen to our inspirational snippet of Circle by Hartley. Then I'll share what I'm embracing in gratitude today. Take a step back, look around. Breathe in the air, let down your hair. Listen to the sounds Think about where we have been The joy we shared with friends who care And all the things we've seen Wow, Hartley, I could so use that reminder because this last couple of weeks have really shown me in no uncertain terms that yesterday is gone. I mean, gone. No matter how much we might wish yesterday is back, yesterday is gone. Tomorrow is not promised to us. We can have hopes, plans, dreams for tomorrow, but it isn't promised. So what do we have today? And today is a wonderful day to begin. And today I wanna to begin to embrace the idea that rather than I ought to do something, that this is what I do for love. You know, it really has been challenging, not only for my state, but for me. We had the terrible shootings happen and the day after that, fires in the same community and up in Northern California, the most devastating loss of life and property ever. And the brave firefighters and first responders and everybody who could have been donating money, time, opening their houses, letting people come stay with them and then have to evacuate themselves. It's really been a crazy, horrible time for us here in California. Now, luckily, in this case, Mark and I are not situated directly in a fire danger path, but we didn't know that that was true at all times because we've had the horrible Santa Ana winds come through that I've talked about before, the devil winds, those Santa Anas that just have blown like crazy, which has not helped these fires. The dryness of our terrain, these strong winds, just, it couldn't be worse for people in the fire danger. And the things happened so suddenly. At one report, they said the fire was moving 80 football fields a minute. 
you just didn't have time. You know, things just happen. And sometimes I really wonder, like, why do all of these horrible things happen to really good people or even not so good people? Like, why, as a species, are we subject to so many disasters and so many misfortunes and so many things that happen to us? And I don't believe that I'm privy to that information. But it does make me feel, not only for myself, but for others. Like, here's a smaller example. I haven't had a disaster like a fire, but I went to my usual eye appointment, you know, where you go have your eyes checked to see if your glasses need to be adjusted, get a new prescription, that type of thing. And my wonderful eye doctor stopped my eye appointment dead in its tracks because he looked at the film of my eyeball. Now, I haven't been having any symptoms whatsoever, but he found that I had a tear in my retina. Okay, a tear in your retina is not a good thing. And he said, okay, you need to go to a specialist today and get this lasered. Oh my goodness, that is not a fun thing to hear. You know, the last thing I wanna do was to go home, wake up Mark and say, okay, guess what? You're driving me to Pasadena to go to this eye specialist to get this laser in my eye where I had to hold still for it. That was not fun. So that put me back a couple of weeks of everything I was doing in my life. But every time that I wanted to be upset over that, I remembered that I was darn lucky that for now, I did not have to evacuate my house. And I was darn lucky that I was able to get into a specialist and get this taken care of. And I was darn lucky that I had such a good eye doctor and that I had been following up and going to my annual appointment. There's a lot of dominoes in our life and some of them are unlucky and some of them are very lucky. So for me, it helps me to deal with all of the uncertainty that's going on in our lives and world, to actually spend time thinking about what can I do to help others and what can I appreciate about what I've got going on for me. Now, something I thought that I'd share in order to help others, because I wasn't sure if I really wanted to talk about this or not, but I'm going to, is that for the last month or so, I have been watching what I'm eating similarly to I would if I were on, quote, a diet, unquote. Now, why, Lori, why would you be doing that? Isn't that against every single thing that you hold dear? Well, yes and no. I'm doing this because I want to drop a few pounds for my feet. I am very content with how I look, the size of my body right now, even though it's pretty close to the size that it was when I first started this show almost five years ago, does not give me pangs of despair. I can look in the mirror and truthfully say, wow, check, you're looking pretty good. <laughs> I mean, geez, I feel pretty good. And for the most part, except for when my feet are hurting, I can still ride my bike with some pretty good cardio and hike when I can manage it. And I just was weighing all of my options and thinking, you know, what I really need to do is try to drop a few pounds so that it will not be as hard on my feet. Oh, that could get into your head though, can't it? When you start a diet, what kinds of things go through your head? Well, I know it goes through mine. You get this 
big burst of energy and hope, and this is gonna do it, and this is gonna solve whatever it is that you're trying to solve. Bikini season, going to the wedding, just fitting into your smaller pair of pants, whatever it is you're trying to solve. A new diet, whether it's a new kind of eating, or whether it's counting your calories, or going to Weight Watchers and watching your points, or getting a diet coach, or going to nutritionist, whatever it is that you're doing to start this new diet plan. You're going to be filled with absolute hope and thrillingness. And probably for a week or maybe two, if you're like me, you're gonna to stick to that plan really well and you're gonna be proud of yourself and you know, cookies cross your path or things not on your eating plan or the extra drink, whatever it might be, you're gonna hold up your hand and say, no, thank you, and feel really good about your food choices because you know if you stick to your plan, that you are going to make it. But then what happens, BCs, is that maybe a party comes up or you're out with friends or someone drops by with some delicious thing that you would just love to eat or you're bored or you're sad or you're scared because wildfires might eat you at any moment and you know that there's some chips in the cupboard and you know that those chips are going to ease your fears. So then, you know, you have to white knuckle it. Like, no, I'm not going to eat those chips. It doesn't matter. I'm going to stick to my diet. I'm going to do what I need to do. I am just not going to break my diet. And then maybe those fears overcome you and you do get into the chips or the crackers or the sugar or whatever it is, or even the extra apple that you didn't account for. Whatever it is, you give in because food has been a way to cope. If you're like me, food is a major way to cope with life. And that's all in addition to actual physical hunger, in addition to wanting to be social, in addition to, my goodness, that thing looks delicious and I would like to taste it. So all of these things can swirl into a horrible, terrible knot inside your gut. And if you've not been on a quote diet plan, unquote, and you're actually eating less than what you had been, you do feel a little bit more hungry and you do feel a little bit strange until you get used to eating this new amount of food. And this has been true for me my entire life. What I eat in my intuitive state to fuel my body is more than I would eat if I'm trying to control the amount that I'm eating in order to drop some weight. Now, the amount of calories that I'm eating right now is lower than what I have been eating, but not super low because I'm not a big believer in that. I'm a believer in slow and steady is better. I even did that when I lost a lot of weight at Weight Watchers, is I made sure that I ate the maximum amount and I lost weight more slowly than some people did, because for me, that made it more doable. The other thing that I used to do on the diet is, if I blew it, it might take me a significant amount of time to get back on track, because I thought that way. I'm either on my diet or I'm off my diet. But this last several weeks, while I've been controlling my eating somewhat, brought about a discovery that I found astonishing. And I think it's related to the mirror exercise that I talked about several episodes ago, where every time I see myself, I point in the mirror and I say, I love you. So this time, if I felt like, oh man, those chips are calling my name, instead of saying to myself, you shouldn't do that. 
If you do that, you're going to break your eating plan. If you do that, you're bad. If you do that, you're not going to lose weight this week. If you do that, you're screwed. Instead of telling myself that, I found myself saying, this is what I do because I love you. I mean, by not eating chips, that's what I do. If I love you, I want your feet to feel better. If I love you, I want you to feel good in your body when you walk around. If I love you, I want you to eat the most delicious, wonderful things in the timing that makes sense to you. If I love you, I don't want you to feel guilt. If I love you, I want you to feel good. So every single time that I felt a stress, an anxiety, a temptation to be eating something when I wasn't hungry at all or I knew it wasn't in what I wanted to eat that day, this thought came to my mind. This is what I do because I love you. NPCs, if I say that to you, this is what I do because I love you, doesn't that feel differently than you better not do that or you ought to go get the carrots right now. Go get carrots. Carrots are better than chips. This is what I do because I love you. And that struck me so strongly that I started using that for everything. Oh, I don't feel like auditioning for voice acting because what's the point? You know, I'm probably not going to book it anyway. Or I'm too scared to try to do this new kind of audition because, you know, it's just crazy. But I told myself, this is what I do because I love you. Because I love you, I'm brave. Because I love you, I'm going to take a risk. Because I love you, I'm going to try. Or would I say, oh, I don't feel like cleaning my house. I'd rather sit on the couch and watch Survivor. I don't want to do it. Maybe I'm actually tired. Maybe I'm too tired to clean the house. But maybe I'm just having that weird feeling of procrastination that I'm doing so as not to deal with some of the other things in my life. In that case, I found myself thinking, this is what I do because I love you, and put the dishes in the dishwasher. This is what I do because I love you, and wash the counter in the kitchen. Every single thing in my life, BCs, for the last couple weeks, I have done because I'm telling myself, this is what I do because I love you. And so I came down here to do this podcast even though the regular podcast rock was not available, even though there's still a little bit of air quality issue, because not only do I love myself, I love you. And this show I'm doing because I love you. Live from our studio in beautiful La Crescenta. It's time for Lori's Afterthoughts. What? Additional reflection on today's topic. I think I captured pretty well what I had in mind. I was a little bit scattered today, but I think my main topic was, one, to be grateful for what we have, two, to try to help others where we can, and three, to try to do things in your life from a position of love versus judgment or trying to make yourself feel badly about who you are or what you do. That's it. 
So even if I rambled a little bit, I forgive myself, I love myself, and I'm pretty pleased that I made the effort to go down to the park to record those thoughts. Also, I wanted to mention that Mark and I always donate around the holidays, and if you'd like to donate too to help support those who need some help due to the fires, I've put a direct link to the Red Cross on today's show notes. You can specify there that you want to help for the California wildfires directly, general disaster relief, or whatever donation is most needed. And speaking of donations, here's some more gratitude coming your way. I really want to stop now and take a moment to thank all of you who are currently sending virtual coffee to support the show financially or who have ever sent virtual coffee to support the show financially because that money helps Mark and I keep the Bravery Hotline running and to pay to keep the old shows live for new listeners to find. And every time I think about bagging the whole thing and taking down the show for money or any other reason... I get something like this recent five-star iTunes review from our newest BC, Shelby. Shelby writes, I just came across this podcast, and I am only on episode four, beginning in 2014. And it excites me that you're still doing this in 2018. Don't stop. Too many of us relate to your same thoughts and behaviors. I look forward to listening to the next four years of your journey, and I hope when I'm done, you have even more. Good luck. Well, thank you, dear, dear Shelby. I have no idea how long it might take you to hear me thank you, but when you do, know I truly appreciate your support. Every five-star rating and review helps the podcast be found by new listeners. I, for sure, cannot keep the show going all alone. It has lasted so long because of BCs who care like you. Compulsive Overeating Diary has been such a journey, and I love sharing it with all of you. And if you would like to share your journey with other BCs and me on the show, here's Mark to explain all the ways you can. Please announce yourself. Here are some ways you can participate in the show. One, call the Bravery Hotline at 206-350-6445. The number is also on every show page of CompulsiveOvereatingDiary.com. Two, post a comment on CompulsiveOvereatingDiary.com. The episode URL is always CompulsiveOvereatingDiary.com front slash D-A-Y with the number of the episode and no spaces. Three, for other features... And directions, visit the How to Send audio page on CompulsiveOvereatingDiary.com. During our last show, I asked you all to post a comment on CompulsiveOvereatingDiary.com. Well, one of you did that, and it's probably no surprise it was our faithful and funny friend Donnie. But I'm not going to read her comment or my reply. Instead, I'm going to ask all of you, all of you, to please keep Donnie and her family in your thoughts and prayers. And if at all possible, please post some support for her, either on CompulsiveOvereatingDiary.com, on Facebook if you are friends with her there, or via the Bravery Hotline so she can hear it next time. Because Donnie is facing a very, very hard and emotional time right now. I mean, really tough. And I know that every friend that cares about her can help carry that heavy load. So please, if you can, take a moment to send your prayers to Donnie and her family. And Donnie, 
I just want you to know that you mean everything to me. We share so many things in common, and you have lifted me up so many times in trouble and celebrated with Mark and me and all the BCs in so many times of joy. And I love that you have been the main keeper of Foolish Fun, which really is my favorite feature on the show, and that you keep running your race even when things get tough. You, Dottie, are an inspiration, and I really, 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 really care about you and all your family. Mm. Oh boy, the holidays are upon us. So if you would enjoy a BC holiday spectacular show this year, please send your greetings, songs, music, holiday jokes, or other items before December 15th, 2018. For more information, you can check out the How to Send audio page on compulsiveovereatingdiary.com. And today, for inspiration, here's a taste of holiday fun. Instead of closing out the show with Hartley, we'll end with a fun one-minute holiday song that puts me in such a happy dance mood. So what you can do for love today is take that last minute of this show. Don't turn it off. Just dance it out with me. Ready? Until next time, BCs, take care and dance like there's no tomorrow. Because I really, really, really with my dancing feet care. All right, everyone. Time to dance. <laughs>